Welcome to OceanFit's Onshore Podcast, where Andre Slade, that's me, meets the unordinary people of the open water swimming and water safety community onshore to talk about their adventures, lifestyle and passion for the offshore. In this episode, I meet up with Annette Dumphy, who at 81 lays claim to the title of oldest Brighton iceberger. Well, we're here at Dendy Beach, and I'm with Annette Dumphy, who I've been told is a legend of these waters. Welcome, Annette. Thank you. How would you describe yourself? I would say I'm a rather active, fairly fit, older woman. And is it too much of a secret to tell our listeners your age? No, I'm 81. 81. Uh, yep. And what started the open water lifestyle for you? Well, I used to swim at the uh, Brighton Baths when I was a child. My I was one of six children and my eldest brother was a champion swimmer. So we joined the Middle Brighton Swimming Club and when I was about eight or nine, I used to swim in races. And then after that, became a teenager. They didn't have swimming races at school. And then I got married and I had six kids and that stopped me from coming to the beach. And then my husband died. So I moved from our family home to a place a few doors from Middle Brighton Baths and I started going down the beach and I got invited to go and have a swim 40 years ago and I've been doing it ever since. What did the swimming scene look like 40 years ago? Uh, a very small number of people. There were about three girls. Uh, there were probably about 30 guys and three girls. Now there are probably 100 guys and 30 girls. Mm. It, so it's, it's still fairly blokey? down there? Uh, no, the girls are managing to take over a bit, um, but everybody's very friendly down there. So we had a um, really lovely time that many years ago, 40 years ago, because there were so few of us that we were all great mates and we used to have barbecues and we'd go out for dinner and whatnot. But now there's so many people, we've lost that loving feeling, I would think you'd say. <laughs> So it was like a family it, it swimming was, family. It was great. You look forward to seeing everybody. You knew everybody. Mm. And what do you say would be the biggest change from then till now, other than the, you know, the amount of people that the sports brought in? Uh, well, there are a lot more people doing, trying to swim the channel. There's a lot more competition, and there are many more people going down the bars than there were before, particularly in the summer. So you're always swimming into someone. The days gone by, you really almost had it to yourself. Mm. Right, and now that you know, from back in those, from back in those days, those early days, the the culture of the the barbs was it was it unique? Or oh was it- yes, definitely unique. It was the home of the icebergers. It actually was quite a hard place to be because it was open change rooms and cold showers if you were lucky, and so it was really iceberger material. Now we've got steam room and hot showers after we swim. So that's why the numbers have increased because it's much more comfortable and there's a gym there too. So the days gone by, it was just swimming. Yeah. Mm. And the history of those baths is steeped in the in the Bayside area. Uh, what could you tell us about you know some of the history of the baths? Well, I've been going to the baths for nearly 80 years, so I've seen it going. <laughs> um, 
It hasn't changed much. Well, it has changed because they put the restaurant upstairs and they put in a gym and so on. But the actual baths themselves, they've been repaired oh, at least twice, um, hoping that we'll keep them forever. There are every now and then the mentioned that they might close down because they're not making enough money to keep it open but with the new gym and a lot more members it's uh, actually managing very well I think it's very financially viable what's the what's the benefit of swimming in the baths other than you know swimming next to them or down here Uh, the the benefit of swimming at the baths is you know what 50 meters is Um, you swim around and it's a certain distance. Uh, It actually makes you feel a bit safer in really rough weather. I love down here at Dendy Street. I think it's beautiful, but I actually am much more comfortable swimming. They call us the caged hens because we have a little bit of rivalry going with people from the yacht club because uh, when the baths closed down many years ago for renovations, we all went to the yacht club for quite off about three years and because there were so many of us at that time only half of us moved back so there's a little bit this rivalry a bit like Sydney Melbourne it's the the um, yachties versus the uh, cage tents as they call us. <laughs> is, there, is there anything that defines one swim group over the other? Uh, the ones at the yacht club are more long distance swimmers they're probably younger than the ones who come to the bars now and uh, they do a lot of serious swimming. Mm-hmm. Mm. And open water swimming's kind of exploded over the last few years along this coastline, hasn't it? There's it groups certainly up has. Everywhere. Oh, they have the swims all through summer. A lot of the people I swim with go in all those swims. I used to go in the odd swim, you know, about 1.4K. I'd trained for it, and it was very good for me to do that. But about five years ago, I swam in the Australia Day swim. Because of my age group, being as old as I was, I usually won because I only had competition with one person or or whatever. But um, a few years ago, I was swimming almost near the finishing line and winning. And this guy who was swimming in a race 40s and over caught up with me and he hit me over the head. And I just saw stars. I didn't know where I was. And I'm looking around and there was the shore. And I went in very dazed and I came second because the woman beat me by night and the second one beat me by nine seconds. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it could yeah. be quite brutal out there, can't it? Well, that's why I stopped swimming. Mm-hmm. I had to. I had headaches and, oh, he really hurt me. Is that when it loses its gloss? Absolutely. Um, swimming, when it becomes oh. competitive and Yeah, and it's, it's like this playing tennis. I used to play tennis and I'd find that women cheated so much and they'd... Um, rub the line out on the two car courts um, so you couldn't see where the ball was and it's the same with swimming they're, they're out there to, to win Yeah, but that's okay you don't have to go in a race What's the most enjoyable thing about swimming for you? Well it's companionship number one uh, I go down there because Uh, because when you live alone you don't talk to anybody and when I go down there there are so many happy people they are happy people the morning people and we laugh so much it's unbelievable and you go home and you feel really good but the actual water going in the cold water for the whole year just makes you feel 
it's hard work. It's the hardest thing you can do all day. When I, I had quite a difficult job and I used to say, getting in the water in winter is the hardest thing I've got to do today. And mentally it adjusts you. So when you go to work, you feel good. Uh, it's just a real feeling. I compare it with, not that I'm a drinker, but I always say in summer, it's like having a glass of fizzy cold champagne on a hot day. It's yeah. just so therapeutic. It's very good for the brain. I think it's very good for your health. And when you say morning, what, what time do you get down there in the morning normally? Oh, I used to get down there at quarter past six and have a big walk and swim in the dark, but now I don't have to do that, so I go down about. I ride my bike, go for a bi- little bike ride first, and I go for a walk, and then I have a swim. So It's like I, a mini triathlon I have my breakfast. little triathlon before <laughs> breakfast almost every day, and it's really lovely. So because we're not at the bars and we're down at the beach, I'm finding I'm a little bit cheated on my exercise and I'm looking forward to going back to it. But I usually get to the bars about quarter to eight, eight o'clock. I don't have to hurry, so it's nice. You're retired now, aren't you? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What's it, um, you know, you hit that water for the first time. I hate it. You hate it? I hate it. Even in summer when I go in, I say, oh, and then when I'm lying in the water, like today I'll go in and think, oh, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And then I go in and while I, and then I have a swim and I say to myself, that wasn't so bad. What are you going on about? And then I go home and I even forget that I've been in the water and people say, you didn't swim today, did you? And I say, yes, I did. I said, oh, how could you do it? <laughs> do you have a special routine of how you get into the water? Is it tiptoe in? Is it yeah, I have a special jump? routine. I go down the stairs at the baths and I turn around the other way and I go down and I let the water hit my back first rather than on my chest. Oh, okay. Because I find the cold water, you go, ah, like that. So that's my routine. So whether you're it works, Yeah, whether it works or not, I don't know. Other people just dive straight in. I could never do that. Yeah. That's too much of a shock for the heart. But we're very healthy people down there generally. There's very few that have illnesses. The benefit of swimming, I'll tell you a a little story that happened to me last year, if you'd like me to. Um, I got run over last November right opposite the baths. It was a very fast Uber driver who was in a hurry to pick up a client to get to the airport, and he did an illegal right-hand turn straight into Beach Road and straight into me, sent me, oh, well, he didn't send me flying, he knocked me flat on the road and I went down and did the splits. And after that, I'd torn all my groin muscles and I couldn't walk. I used to struggle to the car, I'd struggle down to the bars, I'd use uh, crutches or walking stick and I'd go down in the water and I would just rotate my legs and I'd have a very gentle little swim and I actually, my doctor told me it'd take me nine months at least to get better. And with the swimming and the cold water, I was totally better within three months. Wow. So that's a good story about the benefits of it for yeah, you. The healing mm. powers of, yeah, uh, of water. water. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And there must be many of those stories amongst the Everyone the has a story. Everyone has a very big story. A lot of people who are sad when they go down there and they get a cuddle and... You know, we all, we all know what's going on in the lives and we support each other. Yeah. G'day. Kia ora. I wanted to take a quick break to tell you about Ocean Fit. Back in 2009, 
OceanFit started as an ocean swim school on the golden sands of Bondi Beach. But now, we've become so much more. We deliver our world-leading training to hundreds of swimmers every summer on beaches throughout Australia, and thousands learn from our free educational resources online. Our Swim Scout directory, available on our website and app, will help you find a swim buddy, connect with social swimming groups, and discover swim events throughout the country. You can also participate in one of our events, escape with us on a wet and wild weekend, or immerse yourself on a boutique ocean swimming holiday at home or abroad. So what are you waiting for? Dive right in at oceanfit.com.au. Enjoy the rest of this episode and swim free. As a female, you know, joining a, a club like that back in the day, you know, did you did you kind of feel empowered? Uh, no, not really. I just thought it was a great thing to do. Um, there were two other ladies there, and it was just it was unique. That was all. I, I didn't think about being empowered. I just did what I wanted to do. I didn't swim much in those. When I first went there, I didn't really swim properly and after a little while I thought you used to be a good swimmer get swimming again so I started swimming proper laps after that and you usually have a little sidekick no I I don't rely on anybody we we don't rely on each other there's always someone down there no matter what there'll be someone coming here when I have a swim later probably but at the baths there's always someone there you haven't, we don't make any arrangements to meet each other because when you've got the number of members that we have, uh, there's, there's always company. But I don't need company when I go swimming. I actually love being in the water by myself. When I was a little kid, we used to go camping at Dramana and my mum would call everybody in to have lunch and uh, I'd stay in the water and she'd say, come on, and I'd be in the water thinking, I love this by myself. I, I love being in there by myself today. And so when you go out for a swim here, what's what's going through your mind when you're out in the water there? You're by yourself, you're swimming Oh, along. well, I actually count, because I'm here, I actually count the strokes to know how far I've swum. So there aren't too many thoughts going through my head. And that's the nice thing. When you've got a, a, the old worry and you go swimming, you forget about it while you're swimming. But I don't think about anything other than one, two, three, turn. <laughs> And what are the what kind of experiences have you had over all those years out here? You know, even yesterday we were down here and we saw just fish everywhere and the birds were diving and well, the, had stories of dolphins. But what what are some of the most exciting well, experiences? The, you've had? Um, there are less fish by far down here. Uh, some of the experiences, well, this, you might want to delete this, but I actually found a dead body next to the paths many a few years ago poor girl and she was floating and my, I was with a friend and she said it's a plastic bag in the water there I'm going to go and get it when we finished our walk and we came back and the plastic bag was still there and uh, I said I don't think it's a plastic bag it was her lovely white runners and she was suffering depression and they spent all night looking for her and she was floating in the water. There, there have been other people the same thing other members have found people floating well not, this... not too many but that's one of the worst experiences the others are 
Well, there haven't been too many bad experiences. I think the only thing that comes to mind is one day I was at the bars and I swam into something really heavy and hard and I thought it was one of the guy's bald heads and it was a giant jellyfish. And he came up at me and his head looked like the crater of the moon with all holes in it. And I screamed and nobody took any notice. (laughs) So I swam from a life away from it. But that's probably the the worst thing I've ever struck at the baths. Yeah. Yeah. And the the good times? It's always a good time. Always. You're always happy. You know that when you go down there, there's going to be someone there who cares about you, you care about them, and you always have a good laugh. The laughing is one of the biggest things down at the baths. The change room shrieks. You can imagine the women. <laughs> yeah. I've heard the same story about the men down there that it's uh, you can. Yeah, it's just a big gossip. Session. Oh, gossip! The the men go into the change into the uh, steam room, and they do deals in there. They order wine and they talk about their shares. And I don't go in the steam room. I don't like the steam room at all. I don't like all the sweat. <laughs> I find it a bit. Rough. So I go straight in and have a shower and I'm warm enough after that. But some people stay in the water a lot longer than me and they really need to go in the steam room to get themselves back into order again. Mm. Yeah, so after your swim, what's, your, what's the routine for getting back up to normal temp? Oh, I am back at Once I've had a shower, I'm not the least bit cold. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's what it does for you. you um, I would rather be in the water and come out in the cold wind than actually walk along a shopping centre where the wind's blowing through and you, you re- feel really cold. It's cutting through. It, it's um, a state of mind, actually. And you know it's going to be cold, you know the wind's going to hurt, but you know that you'll feel good and when you come out, you're okay. So I, I, I never shiver. I'm never. Yesterday I was out in the cold, went home in wet bathers, and I thought, I haven't shivered at all. So... I suppose after 40 years, you're managing it a bit better. It doesn't get any easier. It doesn't get any easier every day, but you still do it and you know you're going to survive. And that's where the, you know, we often talk about the physical and the mental side and, you know, the physical part is, you know, just take your your time, but the mental part is where the real strength comes from, isn't it? There are lots of articles in the paper about people, um, well, yesterday was one about people having cold showers, the benefits of cold showers. Well, I could never have a cold shower, but there are many benefits from swimming in the cold water. Supposedly, it eats up some of your brown fat, whatever that is, but it's very, very good for um, just making you alert and getting you ready for the day. What do you think the difference between having a cold shower and a cold swim is? The salt water is so much nicer. That's the difference. With cold shower, you've got the water just hitting you and there's no escape, whereas in the, the water, you're lying in it and it's not freezing cold water hitting you. I could, I could not have a cold shower. Not even in summer do I go under a cold shower. Mm. Tell me about the the beaches down here because a lot of the, a lot of swimmers around, especially the northern part of Australia, kind of look at Melbourne as if it's not you know not a beach city and not a swimming city, but well, it really is, isn't it? We're sitting in probably this is a famous beach because this features on all the 
uh, magazines that go to tourists. And of course, we're in COVID at the moment. But if we were here during normal time, there'd be 200 international visitors down here. Looking the at beach, the boxes. Yeah, they all come down. They come by busloads. There'd be up to eight busloads a day. And then they go down to Phillip Island. But it's they're wandering everywhere. And I have a, a Malaysian daughter-in-law and I brought her mother and sister and she came with us and the four of us were on the beach one day and she was laughing and she said to me, Annette, spot the Aussie, you're the only one. <laughs> so it's very popular for visitors. I've got relatives in America and they know this, they know all the bathing boxes. This is um, history here. Yeah. I had to laugh because I left Bondi after 13 years. It got too touristy for me and then I settled in Melbourne, admittedly only for four months, but we ended up <laughs> one block away from the most touristy beach yes. in Melbourne. Oh, well, you're seeing it at the right time because, look, we've got one one person and a dog. So um, it, it's I've fallen in love with this place down here. I used to bring my kids down here. The beach was much wider, but... Because I had so many little ones, I didn't didn't really like it because it's very hard mining. Well, maybe I had four or five at the time because we used to live just near here. And it was one, two, three, four, looking for your kids all the time. And I never went in, hardly ever went in the water. I just played with them. But uh, this is a real prize down here. When the sun sets on those beautiful e evenings, there's yeah. no wind and the golden rays shine, light up the... Bathing boxes. It's beautiful. Really is special. Um, and also you have ships going past. You've got, there's a few anchored out there, but there's it's an ever-changing scene. It's, it's really lovely. But then I'm a person who likes the beach. I also like the country, So, um, but I, I, I really miss if I go overseas and have done you know, a few trips, all I think about is, oh, I've got to get back and have a swim, <laughs> get in that water. And that's what we all aim to do. Mm. Where are the other magic swimming spots around Victoria? Well, I have a daughter who lives at Dramana, if you know Dramana, which is around the coast through Frankston on the way to Portsea. Uh, that is, I, I go and stay there quite a bit and I just love that. It's quite, it's a nice wide beach. The water is so pure. The sand's clean. Uh, anywhere around the bay, really, Mornington, Dramana, Rosebud, rye, often you have to walk out over sandbars in a few of these places, but the water, <coughs> the water is um, pure, it's really lovely. And there are very few people around, certainly not in the winter. Mm. Do the waves tempt you on the surf beaches? No. Not at all. When I was eight years old, we went to Ryback Beach, which is a pretty vicious sort of beach. And um, because we could all swim, when I was eight years old, I was a little girl, um, I got taken over by the tide, or uh, by a current actually. And um, my, I can remember tumbling in the water. And next thing I know, my dad or my mum grabbed me and they took me out of the water and slapped me and put me in the car for the rest of the day. So that's the last time I actually ever wanted to go in the surf. It's pretty bad memories for me. I also worry at my age, I mean, I do go in the water at Queensland and Sydney, 
but I'm also worried about injury. It's very hard as you get older to get out of the water. You keep on getting knocked over and you feel a bit like a walrus, actually. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, when the wind gets up here, you can get a little bit of surf. Oh, I've been here on days at the weekend in particular where the, it's really high. And actually, because it's not actual surf and it's got the uh, undertow, you, you always come in. I've, I've been here with this girl I swim with at the weekend. We've had so much fun. We've, um, you know, we, we're actually almost surfing. It's, it's really good fun. And uh, rough water is warmer water. It somehow stirs it up so that it's never as cold as still water. The actual water here, shallow water, is quite cold. When you go out further, you get a one or two degree improvement and it, it's uh, warmer. The deeper it is, the warmer it is. And that's why the ocean's always warmer in winter than the bay. So we're pretty brave here, actually. I still remember the, the week a couple of months ago that the water dropped from about 18 to 12 within one week and it spelt the end of my swimming. But. Yes, well, I've actually swum when we had a president who took the water temperature every day and depending, I'm not quite sure whether his uh, thermometer was really accurate, but we've actually measured six and a half. Wow. Seven, seven and eight. This is what I say about the climate change. I'd say the water temperature has gone up about two degrees in the last 20 years. One to two degrees because we hardly ever swim in less than nine or nine degrees. Often in the days gone by, you thought eight was pretty good, but um, we think nine's fine here. Yeah. What's your limit? No swim. limit. No limit. Oh, you mean in temperature? And just getting into the water. When do you get down there, if ever, and say, oh, if oh it's, not for me? If it's um, been raining for a couple of days and there's a drain, where we swim there is a drain next door, unfortunately, and you just can't go in the water. It's putrid, it's dark green, it's got leaves all over it, and, of course, you'd end up getting sick. So that's the only time we don't swim. And for people who are listening to this, thinking, Jesus, Annette can do it, I must be able to do it. Well, yeah. actually, that's true because at my age, I mean, they've been saying that for years, people I work with in my different jobs, I said, oh, how could you do it? But I have a son-in-law, he's a professor and he's all about psychology and whatnot, and they have, he has his son-in-law living with him at the moment, They've taken the new baby over to stay with the parents. And they thought, well, if I can do it, they can do it. So they actually run from the house in Hampton, run down, jump in the water, take a little weenie tail, go boom, in the water and out again, and they go home. And um, So they, they're copying me. They say, if I can do it, they can do it. And they actually feel the benefits of it because... He, as a professor, spends all day at a computer and he actually needs to get out and get moving and clear his head. And he loves it. Mm. And so the mornings are exclusive for swimming? Do you, do you ever come back down for the nightcap? No. Swim? No. Oh, on very hot days I'll come down for a morning, morning or afternoon swim. But no, I don't swim at night. I don't like dark water. 
one swim a day is enough for me. Mm. And I think I think you're doing very well with that one swim a, swim a day. You look uh, very young for your age. You look, well, I'm well. I'm lucky. I'm a lucky girl. Yeah. It's just good genes. My mum lived to a, nearly 100. So um, I'm presuming that's what I might do. But my mum never went in cold water and she never exercised, whereas I believe in exercise and I go swimming. So who knows? If you could just finish for me with just your final words on... on what ocean and open water swimming means to you? Well, I think probably I'm in a good position to say that swimming every day is a good thing. It's uh, really good for your health and your mental stability and it makes you happy. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Let's swim.